This is Ed McMahon, and now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Things than to listen to Doc Severinsen play his trumpet. Hey, live from Studio C, Senor, deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Entormation Complex. This is the Armstrong and Getty Show. This Wednesday, October the thirty-first, the year of our Lord, twenty eighteen. Live and jackless as he is ill. <laughs> this morning we're under the tutelage of honorary general manager Halloween. Happy Halloween to all the youngsters out there. You have a great time and, and, and women who dress slutty once a year because you kind of want to. And uh, guys who, I don't know, guys, adult males who, I don't know. What do adult males do on Halloween? They they pursue the uh, aforementioned uh, women dressed Indeed. as various, <laughs> and then they make that noise. <laughs> exactly. So happy Halloween to everyone. We're egalitarian around here. We believe in equality of opportunity, if not outcome. So let's introduce everyone on the squad, huh? Let's begin with our board operator, mostly because if we didn't begin with him, he would just turn off our mics, and so you know he he rules with an iron fist. But gently, the iron fist and the velvet glove, as they say. It's uh, Michelangelo. Hello, Michael. How are you? Hey, good morning. Happy Halloween, everybody. I'll be playing a lot of Halloween music. Um, Oh, that'll be fun. All your favorites, Stars and Stripes Forever, Battle Hymn of the Republic, American Girl. I think you're confused. Yeah. (laughs) Beautiful. That's it? That's all you That's all I... I, It was a very short, brief joke. But actually, I was hoping Jack was going to be here, uh, because he said his son had dressed up like somebody controversial. I was going to guess Charlie Rose. You know, he said his son had a controversial co- costume. Right. costume so yeah, I've thought, actually seen it. Oh, yeah. I just I don't know whether I'm supposed to reveal it or not. I, oh, okay. I I think not because Jack wouldn't want his uh, he wouldn't want Sam to be recognized as he makes his way around his uh, his liberal enclave. Uh, positive Sean, his smile lights up the room. Hey, Sean, what's up? Uh, doing very well. I am fascinated with space exploration. I'm not sure if you're familiar with the Kepler Space Telescope. I am. But long live the spa- the Kepler Space Telescope as the Kepler Space Telescope will help us no more. It has discovered 2,681 planets since its launch in 2009. 
However, it is now out of fuel. It has ended its space quest journey. I guess it's now just floating aimlessly out in space as, as space junk. But uh, yeah, but uh, but yeah. Shout out to those two thousand six hundred eighty-one planets that it found. I got a, a text, a series of texts from my son over the summer. He was at a planetarium in Bend, Oregon, where he now makes his uh, residence, and uh, it was sincere wonder. It's a powerful, powerful telescope they have there, and they were looking at the planets up pretty close, and wow. you know you could see detail, right. and and you could see colors and 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 moons and that sort of thing, and it was just absolute mind blown wonder. And I don't think he was high, um, and and when we forget that how much wonder there is out there, you know, in the world of science, and particularly you know ast- astronomy. I almost said astrology. No, there's nothing but wackadootiness there. Hey, but, hey, um, hey, hey. And, 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 you know, I think it's it all factors into how we're all obsessed with politics and Donald Trump and everything these days. Right. I just, I don't want humanity, I don't want the uh, the Armstrong and Getty audience, all the fags, the friends of Armstrong and Getty, to, to forget about wonder and, and, and positivity and love and, and, and joy and, and truth and the rest of it. As we all screech at each other over the dude who used to host The Apprentice. I'm Sagittarius, and we don't believe in astrology. Yeah, right, beautiful. So, I'm sorry, Marshall. Did I introduce you yet? Our esteemed newsman, Marshall Phillips? Well, out-of-the-box trio of celebrity Halloween birthdays for you today. All right. First, Academy Award-winning film director Peter Jackson is turning 57 today. Wow. Net- Gifted director. Yes, indeed. Fabulous. Net worth $500 million. Ooh, you're not going to make me guess who's got the highest net worth? Nah, okay. No, not on this one. That was fun. But I will ask you this. Rock and Roll Hall of Famer Larry Mullen Jr. is ah. 57. You know who Larry is? Of course, yeah. He's the uh, Is he the bassist for U2? He is the drummer the for drummer. U2. But, right. Uh, Adam yeah. Clayton's the bassist. Yeah. And uh, his net worth is $300 million. And our third celebrity birthday is none other than Robert Matthew Van Winkle, otherwise known <sighs> as Vanilla Ice. He is 51. <laughs> His net worth, $18 million. What? Yes. Wait eight, a minute. Eight, Last I heard, he was snatching air conditioning units out of people's backyards. $18 million. Or some such nonsense. He apparently has had a very successful career in the property markets that not many people are aware of. Well, that's his reality show. Yeah, flipping yeah, houses house or flipping. something like that. He's also right. one of the main features on those kind of retro uh, hip-hop compilation Hey, we were we had one hit twenty years ago kind right. of tours. Right, he's of often the headliner of those things. Yeah, mm. um, so he's 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 cashing some checks on that. I even seen him perform at a couple halftime of NBA shows, doing like a a three song sampler for a concert sort of thing. Right, right, okay. So he yeah. gets some coin doing that, and he invests it, and in, you know. And uh, fixing up uh, crappy properties and right flips houses. Yeah, which yeah. if you can afford to do that, it's not a terrible thing to do, especially if you can do the work yourself, which I never could. That's you know I don't have a lot of regrets in my life, but. One of them is that I didn't grow up in a house where we learned the uh, the manly arts of carpentry, right? And, Welding and that and sort of thing. Karate. I got, I got a neighbor who is. Um, I thought he was a contractor, but turns out no, he's in a different business. But he just grew up working construction, right? 
and and through his young adult life and and knows all those crafts and so he just works on his own house which you know has, it has its pluses and minuses but he's his own contractor and he's done some absolutely beautiful work and you know at a fraction of the price sure plus sure. you know these days between you know that the housing boom which is uh, settling now and yeah. we'll talk about that a little bit later on but between that and all the wildfires around the west it's tough to find somebody to show up indeed indeed they're, they're too dang busy god especially roofers Oh my God! I was, I was, I was begging this one gal. She was the kind of the front office for a roofer. I think right. she was the the main guy's wife. But man, I was coming on to her like I wanted to get her in bed. I mean, I was <laughs> I was wooing wow. her like yeah. I wanted to be my lover. Yes, because I just I was begging them. Right. Please, baby, what can I do for you, baby? Oh, your voice is just as magic is like music in my ears. Oh, yeah. Oh, I understand. Oh, I'm sure that. Oh, that's got to be a. Oh, I, you live in Blankton? Blankton's so beautiful. Oh, yeah. Especially oh, now. you're so lucky. So, anyway, <laughs> any chance your husband can come by? Because I got a big old hole in my roof. No? Okay. <laughs> Tell you what. All right, let's begin the show now. Officially, according to FCC rules and regulations, here we go. And Mark. This is Halloween. This is Halloween. 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 It's <laughs> <laughs> Halloween. Yeah. Short and huh? festive. Yes. Oh, a little yes. Nightmare Before Christmas. Is that I, from I, the Tim Burton movie? Yeah, I count that as one of the two musicals I actively enjoy. Yeah, I like that pretty well. Danny Elfman, original music for that of uh, right. Oingo Boingo fame. Sure, right. and, and heck, he's written music for a hundred movies. Oh, yeah, he's a brilliant composer. Yeah, he is indeed. All right, uh, let's see. What else are your headlines? What else do you have in the headlines, Marshall? Well, we got the Tangerine Tornado going on an 11 rally tour over the next six days. We're going to get into that and what he'll be talking about. Have you heard about the Robert Mueller sex scandal? And the first fully robotic car without a human driver is being unleashed on the western streets. Run for your lives. Coming up minutes from now. You're 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 playing the monster mash. No, I'm trying to get it out of the way early. I get a lot of requests for this every year. It's like here. It's done. <laughs> Jack and I don't talk about our days in music radio a lot. Um well, it's embarrassment, frankly. <laughs> but yeah, we our first job together was in Wichita, Wichita, Kansas, yep. for an oldies station. So, man, these these chestnuts from the fifties and sixties are so worn out for me. Oh my God, I never want to hear them again. Bobby Boris Pickett with the Halloween classic. Mailbag's next. Pretty good. Got the little this, little that. A great, oh, a devastating, freedom-loving quote of the day. You'll think about it all day long. Next on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Armstrong and Getty Show. Let this one roll, Michael. Hell's Bells, ACDC, playing Halloween and somewhat Halloween-y music. This song's always meant a lot to me in a weird way. Because, you know me, I'm a rock and roll guy. Joe Getty here, Jack is sick. Um, And and ACDC lost their lead singer, who I loved, Bon Scott. 
And you don't lose your lead singer and continue on in most cases. And the guy wrote a lot of the songs, too. The song is the first thing ACDC fans heard. The new version of the band. And, uh, I don't know. It's, it's the sound of, uh, survival. Forging ahead, maybe. Maybe that's it. Guy sounds like his balls are on fire. And it's a ridiculous song. But I, I don't know. I just, it's, you know, they're down. They're way down. And they, and they clawed their way back. I just, I like that. Uh, I love those stories. Whether it's, you know, the plucky patriots of the American Revolution or the, you know, I don't know. Or ACDC. Anybody who's overcome tough stuff. Mailbag. Keep grinding, my friends. Keep grinding. You know why that means so much to me? It's because it took so damn long to be successful at this business. I mean a long time. Long time. Because you suck. Okay, I hear you. I hear you. Go ahead. Save you the trouble writing your, your nasty emails and texts, you bastards. You can email us anytime you want. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. What about like at 8 o'clock at night? Can I email you then? Yes. Go ahead. I'm not reading it, but go ahead. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. I'll read it the next morning. Here's your freedom, love, and quote of the day from David Edward. He's a thinker, writer. This is the one I told you will rock your world, much like the great ACDC. Australians, you know. There is no greater obstacle to freedom than the assumption that it has already been obtained. The minute it's it's a lot like it's a lot like are you an athlete, you you sports guy, you you're married? The minute you think I don't have to try anymore, it's done. I got this. You're doomed. Doomed. You do a morning radio show, the minute you start thinking that you're doomed. There's no greater obstacle to freedom than the assumption that it has already been main, uh, obtained. Um, freedom is cultured like a garden, cultivated like a garden. It is not something that is obtained and put on a mantle. Moving along, your crime a day because there are so many crimes, so many federal crimes, nobody even knows how many there are. Uh, let's see, Section 26, U.S. Code, Paragraph 5661B and 27 CFR 24.317 make it a federal crime for the proprietor of a bonded winery. A bonded one. An unbonded winery? Run for your lives. Don't, I mean, don't even, do, do not take a sip. Makes it a federal crime for the proprietor of a bonded winery to not keep records of how much sugar they receive at their winery when they get it and who they get it from. Otherwise, you'd have over-sugared wineries or something. This is a nice note from Robert. I absolutely love this show. Radio days are back in this house. That's nice of you to say, Robert. Can you imagine somebody taking a minute to say something nice these days? Thank you for saying so. Uh, A Sean's movie review request. Positive, Sean. This is a note from uh, Tom in the Foothills. Where you may or may not have electricity, depending on a slight breeze, he, he writes. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Uh, hey, gents, Sean, could you review this movie? It's titled China Salesman. 
It has Steven Seagal and... Whoa, wait. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> that is the movie review. Steven Seagal is in it is the movie review. That seemed like I already need to see it. What was the name of it? China Salesman. China! It has... I will read it as written. <clears throat> it has Steven Seagal and... Are you sitting down for this? Seagal's co-star is Mike Tyson. Yes. It has a three-star review on a certain streaming movie service that rhymes with Betfix. It looks like it's on disc only, though. <laughs> yeah. they're Not a theatrical release, you say. Just a heads up. Thanks. KGTFT, keep getting those face tattoos. That's Tom in the Foothills. China salesman. Uh, maybe the Rotten Tomatoes. I wonder what it, how it rates there. Three stars. This movie looks so bad. I can't wait to see it. Exactly. Three stars is tough to interpret because if you have people approaching it like, I wonder if this is an edifying and entertaining film, well, they're going to hate it. If if people are thinking, oh, F, here's this movie, dudes. This one have Steven Seagal and Mike Tyson in it. Then they're going to love it and give it five stars because it's stupid and terrible. Oh, it's got, ooh, hmm. Uh, well, 70% for the critics rating, but 62% of the audience liked it. Wait a minute. The critics rating is higher? No, it's lower. 7%. Oh, I thought you said 70. No, 7%. 7%. They, mm, no, yeah, they did not like it. All right, so that's a great sign for so bad it's good. And 62% for, uh, for viewers? Yeah. Eh, I would say if you're the sort of person who would like a stupid movie with Steven Seagal and Mike Tyson, you probably like this. An open letter to the American media from Rick. Stop. This is all caps. Stop making heroes out of these lunatics. Ah, the shooters and murderers and bombers. Stop publishing their names. Stop showing their photos. Start referring to them only as scabs. Stupid, cowardly, angry bastards. Well, we we prefer the term sacks. Stupid, angry cowards on the Armstrong and Getty show. The one thing, one thing the media can do that can actually help reduce mass shootings is stop making the shooters famous. Just stop it. Uh, yeah, we, we share that point of view. Um, I want to talk about the shooting of the synagogue and anti-Semitism and, and Trump, which if you don't watch the cable news, good for you. Excellent health decision. It's like hearing somebody quit smoking. I congratulate you. But I do for a living, and some of the crap they're saying is just astonishing. Uh, but it's a, you know what, I think it's it's one of those, uh, speaking of so bad, it's good. It gets to a certain point where they reveal themselves in how they operate, because what they're doing is so ridiculous. And you can kind of see, oh, oh, that's what they're doing, because it's so crazy. Uh, let's see, another email. I just Googled, what can I do about my whiteness? You know, to get started, this is from Aaron in San Diego. You know, to get started on the long and challenging work I had ahead of myself for the betterment of society, and nothing came up. What? Is the reality simply this, that none of these things we hear about are real and that none of it even matters? Uh, hashtag ECMPFNA, every day checking my privilege for nothing, apparently. Aaron in San Diego. How about you be kind to everybody and protect their rights, no matter their color or creed? How about you check your privilege that way and then go about living your life and live a happy life? Don't walk around guilty because of the color of your skin, no matter what it is. How about that? We have a lot to talk about today, a lot of good stuff. I'm vindicated. There are Chinese spies all over American campuses, and the mainstream media is starting to catch on to it. 
Uh, well, gosh, too much to even mention. Marshall has our headlines in moments. Hang around if you can. It's the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty Show, positive Sean. You have a question? Yes. Uh, so, as you know, political spending is ramping up a lot with the the elections a week away. Do I know? There's a savage attack ad directed at me. Yeah. Well, the the people behind that have come back with another ad, um, and I'm wondering if do we, at what point do the, we have is to it play attacking it? me again? No, it's not. Um, but we have to play it at some point during the on-air content so i just need to defer to you when do we play this is it attacking jack yes well he's not here to respond to it which makes it the perfect time to play it right now no okay just he's not here today so we can really really lower his numbers because he won't be able to respond (laughs) for a couple of days since he's sick They'll really be getting their their money's worth because they they paid a lot to get the politics is not for the weak of heart or limp of wrist sean it's time to stick it like a knife. <laughs> All right, so we'll do that in a few minutes. Right okay. now, Marshall Phillips has our news. Marsh. Well, the White House is citing President Trump's very busy campaign schedule over the next week as the reason for his visit to Pittsburgh on Tuesday to mourn the murder victims at the synagogue there. Trump is going to do 11 rallies in eight states over the next six days. Wow. Tonight- that would kill me. And I'm half his age. Tonight he's going to be... I'm not half his age. I wish I was half his age. Tonight he's going to be in Florida, and that is just the beginning of it. Now, yesterday, as I mentioned, the president and the first lady paid their respects at the Tree of Life Synagogue. They were accompanied by the rabbi, Jeffrey Myers, who's been conducting a service when the gunfire began. However, the community was pretty divided about Trump's visit, and some protesters shouted nearby that they were not welcome. Turn your back and follow the march. Turn your back and follow the march. Turn your back. All right. All right. All right. The Trumps later went to the hospital where some of the victims are recovering and visited with wounded police officers. The president did not speak publicly. Why don't you go ahead? I'll I'll follow up on that in a couple of minutes, Marsh. All right. the, just the whole anti-Semitism, Trump at fault, divisive rhetoric thing. Special Counsel Robert Mueller is asking the FBI to look into allegations that women have been offered money to make false claims about him. In a statement, spokesman Peter Carr says once the office learned of the allegations, it immediately referred the matter to the FBI. Carr said the charges were brought by several journalists who were contacted by a woman who identified herself as Lorraine Parsons. Another woman named Jennifer Taub contacted Mueller's office earlier this month with similar information. The woman, identifying herself as Parsons, said she was offered about 20 grand to make accusations of sexual misconduct and workplace harassment against Robert Mueller. The offer reportedly came from a man claiming to work for a company called Surefire Intelligence who says he was hired by GOP activist uh, named Jack Berkman. I don't know Jack Berkman. Now, Berkman has said in a tweet yesterday he's going to reveal the first of special counsel Robert Mueller's sex assault victims on Thursday. So, okay, so this is uh, purportedly... A GOP-leaning Avenatti character yeah. who's beating the bushes and, and getting people to accuse Robert Mueller? Yes. That mummy? Yes. That old... Oh, oh, uh, he, he looks like a 
like a Puritan parson from 1609, yes. accuse him of sexual harassment. Yep. But somebody's claiming, who's claiming that the women are being paid? A number of journalists came, came forward and said, hey, this, this woman came to us and said she was being paid to make these accusations against Mueller. Do we know what journalists? I just, I find it so hard to believe anybody these days. Everybody is an activist. The number of people who, who you know, appear in the public eye and you think, wow, okay, they're just a truth seeker and they're just, you know, they want everybody to know what's happening. That's a low number. Everybody's got a, a cause or an axe or a, a mission or whatever. Right. All right. Well, we'll let this uh, wash out and we'll take a look at it. But there, there's a whole lot of hinky there. Would you agree, Marshall? Oh, I, mean, I would. I'd it's definitely. on one or both sides. A whole lot of hinky. Former Boston mob boss James Whitey, Whitey Bulger, who had a corrupt relationship with the FBI and spent 16 years as one of the most uh, wanted men in the country, was killed in federal prison in West Virginia. Well, he was a brutal murderer yes, and a powerful mobster yes, behind the tortures and deaths of many humans, then was a turncoat and a snitch for the FBI right. for a very long time, right. and kind of turned on them and was one of the most wanted men in the country for, for many years. So Don't never, ever trust Whitey. Mulder. Um, so he has many enemies on every side of the law. And he, well, uh, had. Yeah, he uh, hit out. Spoiler uh, alert. He hit out for about 16 years in Santa Monica, California, remember, uh, right. under a false name. Had a squeeze in yep. an apartment near the beach, yep. right? Sources are saying that Whitey was uh, beaten to death and wrapped in blankets to appear as if he were sleeping. Video surveillance showed at least two inmates going in and later exiting the cell before the body was discovered. The inmates may have been affiliated with the mob. Mm, you think? Yeah. The death being investigated as a homicide, the FBI is on the case. I doubt it was an argument over the officiating in a prison basketball game. No, there were there are some uh, some gritty details yes. about it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Waymo, a robotic car company created by Google, is poised to make a major technological leap in California where its vehicles will hit the roads without a human on hand to take control in emergencies. What are the chances that the Google car is simply running around the roads gathering data on all of us? <laughs> that the sole reason for it, never mind traffic congestion and safety and the rest of it, all it is is a mobile data grabber. Man, it's not Google Maps. Hey, look, that guy's going into the frozen yogurt place again. He's just going to suck up. Just going to roll by your house. They've come up with a way to read your hard drive, read your phone, read your DVR to see what you've recorded. Read your mind. Just suck it all up. That's right. It's going to peer in at your wife as she showers. The regulatory clearance allowing the cars to be drive in California in fully autonomous mode comes nearly a decade after Waymo began as a secretive project within Google. So that will be hitting the roads any time now. How much does Google look at you and into your life way more than you think they do? That's how they got the name. <laughs> there you go. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. The Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. Well, come on, Squawky. Yeah. You gotta feed him a mackerel. It's the way we train him. He's looking a little puny. You give this him morning. a mackerel, he squawks. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe he may have caught uh, Jack's disease, whatever he has. I just feel like I'm gonna die. I feel I've got a, I feel like I've got a bowling ball in my stomach. I'm not kidding. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> 
vaguely Halloween-themed bumper music this morning on the Armstrong and Getty Show. No, it's good, Michael. I like it. It's fun. So the whole Trump divisive rhetoric thing now applied to our Jewish friends. It may be the most ridiculous attempt to pin that on him. Plus, we're going to go back at the birthright citizenship question. Review what our expert guest said yesterday and compare it and contrast it to what other experts are saying. Anchor babies. Is there any way to stop that by executive order, by legislation? Do you have to amend the Constitution? We'll try to get to the bottom of that and much more. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Something strange in your neighborhood. Who you gonna call? I'm Positive Sean, and I approve of this message. Jack Armstrong is unhinged. Hambone, hambone, what do you say? He makes up his own words. Fabu. He does whatever the heck this is. He goes on rhyming sprees for no reason at all. The bills and the thrills and the pills that kill. When he's not involved in syllable-based chicanery, he advocates violence. I kicked Stedman in the sack. Physical assault isn't the only assault on the menu. I would like to welcome my genitals to this table for the first time. (laughs) It wasn't the first time, and it wouldn't be the last. A man called Jack Armstrong just can't make up his mind. Is it really cold in here? I'm really hot. You won't hear much compassion from him either. The world makes my ass tired. Sorry to hear that, Jack. Vote positive. Paid for by the Positive Sean Super Pack. Wow. Devastating. I don't know how he recovers from that. Devastating. (laughs) Of course, he'll have a pack, you know, funnel $5 million in to run more stupid, stupid ads. God, like the mailers I'm getting. I got this one from Cops. C-O-P-S. Telling me how to vote on various measures in my home state of California. And uh, then in the fine print, they make it clear that cops doesn't represent any law enforcement personnel or any. any it's just a political action. Committee. Citizens opposed to pharmaceutical sales or, or something. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just it's just ridiculous. Uh, so, listen. We were talking to uh, an expert, a law professor, yesterday, whose name I don't have in front of me, um, but he's a very astute fellow, uh, Chapman University, as I recall, and he was talking about how there really is very little legal uh, interpretation of the 14th Amendment and whether anchor babies ought to be citizens. A Chinese national flies to LAX, has a kid, flies home. Because that kid was born on U.S. soil, that child is a citizen for life. The 14th Amendment was designed, nobody denies this, um, to to contradict, to overcome the Dred Scott decision, which essentially said uh, slaves couldn't be citizens and could never be citizens. And, and this said anybody who was born on U.S. soil and subject to its jurisdiction, the 14th Amendment did, is a citizen. And the the people who wrote that, and it's clear from the contemporaneous writing, they had no idea of, you know, birth tourism and that sort of thing and near instantaneous travel in the 21st century. But we're asking our expert whether it's been tried or looked at seriously in the courts. 
Um, and and he said essentially no. He cited one case, Wong Kim Ark versus the U.S. That uh, I'm looking at the BBC now. The New York Times agrees. Um, it affirmed that birthright citizenship applies to the children of immigrants. In the case of Wong Kim Ark, Wong was a 24 year old child of Chinese immigrants who was born in the U.S. but denied reentry when he returned from a visit to China. Wong successfully argued that because he was born in the U.S., his parents' immigration status did not impact the application of the 14th Amendment. Um, but our, our expert had another view of it, and here's what he said. What gets confusing is in the late 1890s, a case called Wong Kim Ark, a child of Chinese immigrants, um, left the United States and then upon his return claimed he was a citizen and he was legally entitled to return, and the Supreme Court agreed. But they went out of their way in that case to note that his parents were lawfully domiciled here. They weren't just here temporarily as temporary visitors. They were lawfully domiciled here. They had made this their home, and, as, as, and, and the United States had accepted them as lawfully domiciled here. We didn't let them become citizens because of a bad... Uh, treaty that we had entered into with the emperor of China, but they did as much to become part of our community, our political community, as they were allowed to do. And the Supreme Court held that child um, was a automatic citizen. So, the uh, you know people throwing around that case are are a great example of knowing just enough to be dangerous. Now, you know the courts and others may interpret it uh, contrary to what our expert was. Um, you know, positing there, and and that may be, but it's an open question because it says all persons born or naturalized in the United States and subject to the jurisdiction thereof are citizens of the United States and the state wherein they reside. And again, according to the writings in the debate at the time, it was perfectly clear, perfectly clear that they meant the complete jurisdiction thereof, not you bopped in for a moment not you're a tourist or anything like that, that you are a full resident of the United States and of a particular state. And again, as the professor pointed out, can you dig up the name of that guy, please? I just, it's unprofessional not to mention his name. Um, as, as he was pointing out, there's a real difference there. And the case, the, the, the decision went to great trouble to point out that uh, it was Dr. John Eastman. Thank you from Chapman University, Fowler School of Law. Thanks. Um, They went to great pains to point out that's what they were resting the decision on. So keep that in mind, a grain of salt as you go through, um, you know, the the media coverage of this today and in the future. I will I will tell you this, though. It is a minority view that. The president can interpret the 14th Amendment in that way and get it to stick. I find it to be a compelling argument, but it's not a terribly popular one. As long as we're on the topic. There are other countries, it's uh, 30-some, that recognize birthright citizenship. None of them are in the developed world, except Canada, really. None of them are serious, like, uh, Western... You know what? <laughs> Most of them are countries where they don't have to worry about it because nobody would bother. Antigua and Barbuda, Argentina, Barbados, Belize, Bolivia, 
Brazil, Chile, Costa Rica, Cuba, Dominica. These are places that would be delighted to have more citizens. Delighted. Now, like three of those things were, were mentioned in that uh, that Kokomo song. That's got to be a nice place, right? Antigua, Barbuda, ooh, I want to do ya. Uh, I don't remember the words exactly, but uh, yeah, so uh, that doesn't make it a good policy or bad policy. There are also, oh gosh, was it 13 or 14 of your Western democracies, your industrialized societies that have rescinded birthright citizenship in the last 30 years because they've realized it's a terrible idea. You know, it's it's countries that are desperate for people to move there and are bleeding population that love it the greatest destination country on earth doesn't need it we'll see where this goes i hope the president continues to push it because birth tourism is a perversion of the 14th amendment i saw the figure yesterday that it's roughly a quarter of a million it goes up uh it goes up and down year after year but roughly a quarter million uh, babies are born to illegal immigrants every year and are thereby United States citizens year after year. And they being United States citizens, they are that that's the anchor and anchor baby. Then it, it justifies mom and dad becoming permanent residents and uh, aunt and uncle, grandma and grandpa, brothers, sisters, uh, whomever else, cousins, uh, which is, you know, the other aspect of the immigration thing that really needs to be looked at. But, you know, we'll see it. We'll go, go forward and see how it ends up. I'm just so tired of the whipping up of the immigration issue on one side or the other. As we get close to the midterm, I can't be the only one who's just tired of everything being like... Every issue gets an adrenaline shot in the hiney to make sure it's really on the tips of its toes and yelling and angry. Everybody's agitated. Nah, I'm tired of it. All right, so coming up, speaking of which, uh, anti-Semitism and Trump, divisive rhetoric. I mean, it's all over the cable news the last couple of days since the terrible shooting in the synagogue. We're going to break that down for you a little bit. and It's just one of many things. Armstrong and Getty.